week number nine of the pylon here on Impact 89 FM. Welcome into the pylon here on WDBM East Lansing in the basement of Holden Hall. My name is Jade Coster, your host for today's show. We got kind of a little bit of a short crew here today, but we'll make it work. We got Oscar Henderson and Jack David, no Matt Corey, and no Josh Rifan. But they'll probably be back next week. We'll we'll have a full crew. So, fellas, how we doing? Another great NFL slate, and we got another packed one this yeah, week. Yeah, we do. Definitely, really excited to uh, yeah, get into it. This yeah, week. every. Every time uh, slot for the NFL this week, including 9.30, is, has a marquee, really good matchup. Yeah, so it'll be fun to watch, to it. get into the picks later. Yeah, it'll be a great show. Yeah, I mean, we got a loaded slate. You mentioned the 9 o'clock one. We'll get to that in a little bit. Chiefs and Dolphins, I mean, what more can you ask for? That's a possible AFC championship preview right there. And then you got the 1 o'clock slate led by, C- by uh, Seahawks and Ravens, two playoff teams. So that should be a lot of fun. And then... 425, you got uh, the 49ers, and uh, uh, you got a lot of good games there. So really interesting to see. And then Sunday Night Football, you got the Bengals and the Bills. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll start off with Thursday Night Football. Uh, Jack, your Pittsburgh Steelers took care of business against the Tennessee Titans. Kenny Pickett leads the Steelers to their comeback win in the second half, led by Deontay Johnson. So... I'll start off with you. I mean, that, that was pretty. That was a pretty impressive second half there from Kenny uh, Pickett and those guys. Yeah, it was a it was a good team win. Of course, um, we have to win the game in the fourth quarter. That seems like that's Pickett's best ability is being clutch and being able to put it together a. Uh, I believe it was eleven play, ninety two yard drive to score with uh, only four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, the defense takes care of business after that. But yeah, it was a pretty all around. I mean, obviously the offense is, everybody knows, it's not good. So try to look for the positives in it. Uh, we rushed for 166 yards, which I, we haven't done that in a long time. So Jalen Warren had 88, uh, Najee had 69. So that was great. Deontay Johnson, uh, big game for him. Finally got his first touchdown since the 2021 calendar year. It was caught. He was, uh, he was thrown to him by Ben when Ben was our quarterback. So great for him. Um but yeah, I mean, it was nice to take care of take care of business. Uh, Will Levis there? I mean, if you look at the stats, he wasn't a great stat total, but he was kind of slinging it around. Jay, you were mentioning how uh, his arm motion reminds you of Aaron Rodgers. I, I agree with that. That's no, I mean he look. He's not Aaron Rodgers, but Will Levis has shown. I mean, motion. last week four touchdowns against. Uh, they played the Texans, right? Um, yes. Who did they play? Wait, no, they played. Oh, Falcons. The yeah. Falcons, yes, yeah. that is correct. Um, my apologies. But, yeah, I mean, Will Levis, I mean, he's a young guy, rookie quarterback. I mean, you're, you're going to see those growing pains. But, I mean, his arm talent, I mean, it was a, it's kind of surprising, Oscar. I mean, he's yeah. looked decent over his first two starts. I yeah, mean, that I first mean, start was pretty impressive. I, I was really surprised, and especially, you know, considering all the flack he got coming into the, uh, coming into the NFL, people – didn't really have him that high on draft boards, and I mean nobody really. I mean, yeah. a couple people did, but the, a lot of people was, saw a lot of bust potential. Yeah, and I mean, he's definitely looked a lot, uh, a lot better than uh, I expected him to come out and play. And I mean, it, it, it's a good thing for Tennessee. Maybe they they find their future uh, quarterback, especially with uh, the quarterback production they have been getting over yeah, exactly, the past right. few years. So. Uh, Hopefully they finally found their future, and I mean, it could be something they possibly build off of. It seems like they believe it. I mean, people really thought they were going to be sellers at the trade deadline, and yeah. they kind of stuck with most yeah. of their key players. So we'll see how they do for the rest of the season, and if uh, Will Levis is actually that guy that they think they, he's going to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, the Steelers proved to five and three. Titans dropped to three and five. I mean, Titans didn't do anything really at the deadline. They didn't trade Derrick Henry. I mean, they well, I mean, they traded Kevin Byard, but they did not trade Derrick Henry. Like, I mean, most I think a lot of people expected. I I like that to be gone. I expected. I was assuming that they were going to. Yeah. Um. I I mean, I assumed they were going to get a crazy offer from a lot of teams who were looking for running backs. I don't really get why they didn't. I mean, I I know Derrick Henry is amazing. He was amazing. Uh, but he is old now. They have Ty J Spears also in that backfield, who I really like. He doesn't really fit, I guess, that mold of what a Tennessee running back, what you would think of. I guess I just, when I think of a Tennessee running back, I think of Derrick Henry because um, he's just like a, the, a, a just boss the of a human. Um, but, yeah, Ty J reminds me actually of Chris Johnson in a lot of ways. Not as fast as him, but, yeah, I, I would have traded Derrick Henry, but 
I guess if they actually think if they can maybe go make a run here with Will Levis, I guess. I, I, I mean, maybe a wild card berth is possible. Possibly, but, right? But I, I, I mean, I still think they play in a. I, I, I don't. I respect their conference a little bit more. I'd say now than mm-hmm. I did coming into the season. I mean, the Texans have looked pretty good so far. Obviously, Indianapolis is now missing Anthony Richardson for the season, so yeah. they might not be as good, but they still have to play Jacksonville as well, who's also very, very tough opponent for them. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Um, I, I, I still don't think they're quite there yet for playoffs, especially with how good the uh, AFC looks in general yeah, it's true. this There's, year. So, AFC is loaded. I, I mean, we'll see, but I, I think if we're looking back on this in a couple months, we might be saying maybe they probably should have pulled the trigger on Derrick Henry. Yeah, no, I mean, training a guy like Derrick Henry, look, he's kind of at the, he's he's in his late, I mean, he's in his early 30s for a running back that's kind of old, but I was surprised they didn't trade trade him. So we'll see what they do in the offseason because it doesn't seem like they're going to the playoffs. So moving on to the Bengals, who are really impressive right now after taking down the 49ers 31-17 and just a curb stopping. I mean, this game wasn't for most of the second, the first first quarter to second quarter was pretty close. But the Bengals found their groove. They are looking really good right now, and they're. I mean, earlier in the season, we thought this. Hey, this team might not make the playoffs. Joe Burrow isn't really healthy. Now we're seeing what this team can really do. Um, in their curb stopping the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, guys. I mean, this this team is. They're, they're they're back. They they are fully back. Joe Joe Burrow is finally healthy right now, which is one thousand percent the reason why they they've been able to bounce back so well this season. I mean, I I didn't expect with them playing him as much as they did to start the season that it would take a little bit longer for him mm-hmm. to get healthy. I mean, we did see that for the first three weeks, but now he looks fully healthy and is now playing like the Joe Burrow that we all uh, know he can play like. But I I mean, yeah. Uh, 49er side of the ball it 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 was the same problem with uh Minnesota last week just consistency from Brock Purdy is not there right now uh you can see it with uh, he obviously we know how good he can be at quarterback in running this offense but mm-hmm. the two picks I mean the mistakes are sort of coming back yeah. to bite this team right now and it's really costing them which is definitely a big cause for concern right now for the 49ers that if Brock Purdy cannot play consistently as well as he has over the first 10 games he played in his career then this team is not going to go as far as I think that they can well even with that um you bring up the turnovers with Purdy all Purdy really has to do in that offense it's just not to turn the ball over. Exactly. And now he's turning the ball over, so now it's a problem. So if he could just get that fixed, he doesn't really have to change much with his play style or anything about him. He just has to just just hold on to the ball. Don't lose it. So, but, yeah, I I still – I know that they've dropped three in a row and they got a big game, uh, not this week, but next week against the Jags. Um, but I, I still don't I'm – still, I'm still on the Niners. They're – their best roster, the best te- I mean, I say team, but um I think the best team is the Eagles. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I wouldn't lose hope. But back to the other uh the other team. The Bengals, they're they're playing like the Bengals that everybody fears now. Uh that everybody feared. Uh they're playing like a team that can go make a Super Bowl run. Um we look at their schedule upcoming. I don't know they, yeah, I, have, I have a poll up right here. I mean, obviously they got, got a they got a bit of a gauntlet. So, yeah, you got so they Sunday have... football against the Bills, the Texans. I mean, a beatable team, but I mean, they're no slouch. And then you got to go to Baltimore this is, this on Thursday night. <laughs> As I mean, that, that, talk about a tough schedule. And then you got to go to Jacksonville. You host the Steelers. Doesn't get any easier. And then you got to go to the Kansas City later in the year. I mean, but I fully trust this team right now because they are they're starting to peak. They got it seems like Joe Burrow is healthy. They got. A lot of their receivers, they got a lot of their receivers still, and the defense is playing well. So they're, I mean, no. the thump of a, a very good 49ers team like that is really impressive, it, and that's why. I'm, it's yes. very impressive. And, I mean, I, I know I said the AFC does have a lot of talented teams in it right now, but looking at the top of the top for the AFC, I, I mean, the Bengals look like they can match up really well with a lot of these top-end teams in the AFC, like the Chiefs right now mm. or the Bills or Miami. I mean – Again, the, this team runs 
on Joe Burrow. When Joe Burrow is playing like the quarterback, we and know he that just he played is, like he that he just played like this team can go however far that they can go. They can mo- they can definitely win a Super Bowl. And so, I mean, if Joe Burrow continues to play like this for the rest of the season and especially with how great their defense has been playing as of late this season, I think this team is a legit Super Bowl contender and I think they might end up being the favorite to come out of the AFC by the end of the season if they continue to play this way. I I, I have to agree. Honestly, uh, again, we we hearken on the back uh, the fact that this is a loaded AFC. I look at I, I look at these teams, and honestly, I know based on how the Bengals just played, um, it'd be if I had to set the line for these games, I would all of them would be close. Like Kansas City, they have. There are problems with the offense right now. Miami, I, their defense is in question. Uh, Jacksonville still have a couple questions about them. Um, yeah, there's there's no doubt in my mind that the the Bengals are now they're going to make the playoffs. I know they're right now they're standing ninth in the division. I mean, ninth they in are the they are la- tied for last in their division. In right ab- now. In the best division of football. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, they're better than the Browns and the Steelers. So. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Um, we're going to go over to the NFC real quick because the Seattle Seahawks, who, I mean, we'll talk about the trade deadline a little bit, but traded for Leonard Williams, who, I mean, he's one of the best run stuffers in the league mm-hmm. um, with the Giants. He comes over from the Seahawks for a second and a fifth round pick. And this Seahawks defense, man, I tell you, they're, after getting Bobby Wagner in the offseason, who I think is their alpha leader and bringing him back from LA, mm-hmm. I mean, the Seahawks defense has been really good. Drafting Devin Witherspoon has also been really nice for them. And they're quietly, like, right in the... Th- they're in first place right now in the NFC West. Um, yes, which is really I, surprising. Crazy because to say. This is a team that was the seventh seed last year. Kind of legit. surprised a lot of teams. Geno Smith has looked okay this season. And against the Browns, he was all right. 254 for two touchdowns, two interceptions. But it's kind of led by their defense and their receivers. I just I really like what the Seahawks team has done this year. And they're kind of an under-the-radar team. I, I agree. They are under-the-radar. But I, I'm i still going to have to slow the roll a little bit here on the Seahawks hype train. Uh, granted, granted <laughs> I, I understand they have played really great football these first eight weeks of the NFL. And props to them, they have. But looking at the teams they've played, I don't see a really great offense outside of that Detroit Lions offense that they played. And they gave up 31 points. To that team, I I mean that with the with the teams that they're gonna have to beat to go to the Super Bowl, e- even win the Super Bowl, it's a lot of highly talented offensive teams, mm-hmm. and I I think the real test this week is gonna see how they fare against Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be the best offense that they're gonna see so far this season if they can hold up and uh, contain Lamar and. Uh, that offense and win that game, especially at M&T Stadium, too, in Baltimore, then I think we can sort of really say, okay, they're a legit threat in the NFC. But for now, I still don't think their, def- or their defense has proven enough to me yet that they no, can yeah. be. I mean, I'm not, like, hyping up as a, some Super Bowl contender. <laughs> but, but they're I mean, definitely a dark they, horse. They are definitely sure. a dark horse. Because, I mean, look, they, I, I, Geno Smith, I mean, he didn't play well at the end of last year. I mean, I thought this team was going to be a nice 8-9 team. But right now they're looking solid. Um, and Devin Witherspoon's been a really good rookie for them, um, and they got a lot of talent on that Jack, on that defense. On, on the offensive side of the ball, too. I mean, DK Metcalf and Jackson Smith and Jake Buss yeah. starting, yeah, starting to come into his own in that wide receiver really core. Really nice. And that's that's going to be dangerous if you have three guys in DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and JSN mm-hmm. that Geno Smith can throw to along and with also, K-9 uh, and Zach Charbonnet in the yeah. backfield. Also, I know he's their fourth string right now. Uh, uh, Jake Bobo. I Oh, he, he's been, the catch? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jake Bobo Jake is Bobo, a guy. He is a guy. I really like <laughs> J- Jake Bobo. Um but yeah, that they're they have a plethora of offensive talent. I, they added Leonard Williams to help out the defense. Um I do agree with I, I don't know how they would stack up against the Eagles, the Niners. I would say the Lions, but they played the Lions earlier and they beat them. Um but yeah, I, I would say they're right under those that top echelon of teams and if they can maybe I mean, they can't make any more trades now, but uh, make, maybe make some more adjustments, uh, get some maybe some really good play out of some of these players. Uh, they could definitely possibly 
what, make the NFC Championship. What I think is going to be interesting to watch in these next three weeks is going to be how sort of this NFC playoff race with these you know teams below what we consider teams who we consider below the 49ers and the Eagles like you know Dallas Detroit and mm-hmm. Seattle how these teams sort of end up pairing up in these next couple of weeks coming into the playoff stretch yeah. uh after week 14 I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how these teams sort of end up uh, splitting themselves, especially with Detroit playing Dallas mm-hmm. sometime or in the near future too. I mean, obviously Seattle right now owns the tiebreaker against Detroit, but it, there are still a lot of droppable games for Seattle here right now, and Detroit is playing in what is probably the worst conference right now. So they get at least five more automatic wins, in my opinion, against the NFC North. So I, I, I'm really excited to see how that playoff race ends up in the Definitely. NFC, and Definitely. especially to see who, which of these teams is really going to be legit, and I mean, which of these teams who we can kind of sort of see are not going to do much in the playoffs. Yeah, back to the to the <laughs> NFC, looking at the standings now, you have a very big drop-off from the top five in, the, in that conference right now. You got Philly, Detroit, Seattle, Dallas, and San Francisco. Then after that, you have the NFC South teams, the Vikings, oh who just lost Kirk Cousins. That that I, I keep on forgetting an NFC South team is could possibly take one of it, these teams' playoff spots. There's a possibility yeah, where a, the Falcons host the Niners in a playoff game. There's Would be absolutely insane. Uh, it should not happen. But it's 2023. Here's here's the here's the playoff format. Um, and then on top of that, the Rams, who right now are three and five, I definitely think they're better than three and five. Commanders. Well, they just sold off their entire defensive yes. line. So, um, the yeah. Packers, oh, Packers don't look good at all. Giants, Vikings. No, I mean because they lost Carolina. Cousins. So, like, I honestly, I, thought, I thought it would have been the Vikings if Cousins is healthy. Mm-hmm. They yeah. would have taken one of those playoff spots. And honestly, it, depending on how much faith you have in Josh Dobbs, who which we'll, we'll get into later, um, maybe they can still make a push. Honestly, this is such a weak conference. I think they still can, and I I almost say that they still will. So yeah, we'll have to see. So, on to the last week's uh, four twenty-five, more four twenty-five slate of, of last Sunday. The Chiefs getting upset by the Denver Broncos twenty-four to nine, and Mahomes did not have a good day at all at uh, Empire Field, Empire Field at Mile High, throwing for two hundred forty yards and two interceptions. Um, I mean, the forecast called for like. Fourteen inches of snow. A foot of snow. I don't think they got any snow, but I don't think they got any snow during that game. But it was really cold, and I guess that Denver defense was ready, and Mahomes really wasn't. So I mean, that this is a shocking result because the Broncos' defense is one of the worst in the league, and they just they got after Mahomes, and they were able to shut it down. Lost the the fact that this. Broncos offense was able to put up 24 points in general is such a surprising thing to me. The fact that the Chiefs me. only put up nine I, on the Broncos. Defense. Russell like, Wilson it's, only threw for 114 yards. I was going to say this. Like I'm looking at this. And he I has just, three I, touchdowns. I haven't looked at the stats of this actual game. Russell Wilson threw for 114 yards and beat the reigning Super Bowl champions. Ah, oh my god. This is such a like. This is such a odd game that happened in mile high it's one of the games of all time truly this was one of the games of all time but i i mean credit to denver's defense this is sort of what i thought it could potentially be at the start of the season with the pieces that they had i thought they were going to have a very formidable defense this year but that ended up not being the case after they got yeah 70 points dropped on them by the miami dolphins but i i mean this is a, a it's probably a little too little too late right now for Denver. They already have started selling, and I mean, looking forward to the future, it feels like maybe they're able to bounce back with uh, the schedule they have. It doesn't really look I, like they can. I wouldn't think so. Um, but yeah, I mean, good good win for them, I guess. Uh, finally yeah. snapped. Good for the, you, Broncos. Finally snapped the 18 game losing streak or 17 game losing streak against the Chiefs, whatever it was. So it's literally been nearly a decade. It's since been about beaten. seven years, I think. Yeah, seven years since they've beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. Broncos so. country's happy for once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I know. You know, I, you know something good to for celebrate them. about. They can have this because obviously the Chiefs are going to go on to do much bigger and better things <laughs> than the Broncos the are this guys. year. But. Yeah, back to the Chiefs. They got some serious problems, uh, at least looking at the wide receiver core. I was really waiting for this team to make a move. They didn't. At the trade deadline for a wide it. receiver, and they did 
nothing. I I mean, yeah, I was too because I mean, Rashid Rice has been an impact player for them, but other than that, Travis Kelsey is their number one receiver. They don't really have anybody else. No, I mean, like you got Sky Moore. Yeah. I I mean, they brought McCole Hardman back, but then his first I mean, game he goes like just two returner. for thirteen. He's listed yeah. as their wide receiver six on the depth chart. Right yeah. Now, so. so I I mean that. That that was the one thing I thought the Chiefs needed to do to sort of elevate themselves back up to being the sole, um, you know, Super Bowl championship right. odds yeah. uh, team. But they they really didn't make those moves. And I mean, we we saw it last week. They really are struggling moving the ball right now on really? offense. Like it's, I mean, it it's it's sort of nothing like we've seen before with uh, Kansas City. And I mean. It, it it could be a combination of the fact they don't have a wide receiver or the fact that Eric Bieniemy is now gone uh, as that's, offensive coordinator. That's a good point. That's been, this is the first th- year without Bieniemy. This is the first year for the Chiefs without Bieniemy, and this has been a completely different type of offensive scheme that we see them play now. They don't really go for a lot of home run shots like they did under Bieniemy, and I mean it it. It it is a little cause for concern for me. Maybe it's Matt Nagy who is the issue at hand. I'm I mean, anytime he sure. takes over an offense, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, it might be Matt. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what it could be, but I that I think they have a lot of things they need to fix offensively if they want to win a Super Bowl. Because right now I'm looking at the Bengals and the Eagles. I I don't really know if the Chiefs can beat them right now. Uh, right now, no. Even I I, I we'll see how it goes with. Uh, Against Miami, um, coming up that this, that'll this be next a Sunday morning, that'll be a but. very interesting game. So especially for this Chiefs defense, because people have been so high on them this yeah. year, and this will be the first offensive test that they really, yeah, best right. offenses in the league right now, um, not the. So I, yeah, I guess the Chiefs are gonna have to do something that they haven't really ever done in the Mahomes era that I can think of, and that's lean on the defense because they the defense. On paper, I would say is probably and, and they're playing like it right now. They they're are. better than the offense, and that's crazy to say when you have Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and you're getting your play calls from Andy Reid. But tr- like truly, they need to. If they if they didn't go get a wide receiver, so now I I don't know if what you could do with this receiver core. I think Mahomes just got to lean on the defense a little bit here. I I still don't really worry. It's the Chiefs. I. Sh- they are this. They're the new dynasty. They are. But. Yeah. Also, still, I would like to say one more thing. Let Isaiah Pacheco cook. Eight carries <laughs> is disrespectful for my man. That guy is a legit running back. I need they they if they want to win some games. I'm sorry. Isaiah Pacheco, Pacheco needs more? more than eight carries. That's fair. I mean, yeah, he's 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 a good running back. He's they a found dog. In the seventh round. I mean, they should use him, and he's one of their Super Bowl heroes. So, on to Monday Night Football, where the Lions. Basically got Josh McDaniels and got Josh McDaniels fired in that 26-14 win. Oh, Could yeah. you imagine the Detroit Lions are the sole purpose of destroying a franchise? Could you imagine I mean, that you ever heard that Are headline? they destroying the franchise or is this for the better? It's for the better, honestly. But just the fact that the Raiders took such drastic moves after getting after their getting... butts kicked in Ford Field by the Lions. Yeah. I mean, who would have ever thought the Detroit Lions would do this to the team? It's 2023, and hell is officially frozen over. So, <laughs> yeah, the Detroit, 20, 26 to 14. Uh, and the star of this game was Jameer Gibbs. I mean, talk about a breakout game. Nearly 200 26 yards, yards yeah. or um, excuse me, 26 carries for two, 152 yards and a touchdown. Had a good game against the Ravens last week quietly, but really broke out in this game. You, you, He showcased his speed that – and that was the reason why he was the draft in the first round by Brad Holmes. He showcased his speed, really uses his elusiveness in that win. Um, and I guess for the Raiders, I mean, Jimmy G did not look good at all, 126 yards and an interception. And you could tell Devontae Adams wants out, or he wanted out. He's not getting traded now because the trade deadline's up. But he was not happy on the sideline because Jimmy G would just overthrow him every single time. I just I feel so bad. <laughs> So bad. He came, he came yeah. there for Derek Carr because they both went to Fresno State, and now he's gone. And now he's gone. And now he's going to get balls thrown to him by Aiden O'Connell. So we'll see if that's much better. Sorry, Devontae. Yeah, you got Aiden O'Connell now. Um, I mean, my goodness. I just don't. I don't see how, where, the, where the Raiders go from here because, yeah, you're going to get a new coach. I mean, you're going to have to draft a quarterback because Jimmy G isn't the guy. Yeah. Um, and does this is the right cla- This is the right draft to do that, though. It would be. They should just yeah. fully tank and just go get one of the top two guys. 
Like either yeah, Drake May, you are a future Raider. <laughs> Honestly, that? that'd be that'd be, I, that'd be great. I, I don't know if Drake May fares well in the Raiders. I think if Drake May wants to be good in the NFL, he has that's, to go that's anywhere else. But I, the Las, yeah. Las Vegas Raiders right now. But Oscar, I mean, I want to touch on this. I mean, obviously you're the Lions fan here. I mean, more your, your reactions to this game. I mean, there was a few times, I mean, Goff had that pick six, which was bad, but the do- Lions basically dominated this game. I no. feel like they should have scored like 40 points. Yeah, it was one. not as close. I, I agree. This game was definitely way closer on paper than it was actually watching it. Um, Lions just dominated Las Vegas in every facet of the game, and it was a again a really great bounce back win for this team after the schmacking they had in M T Stadium at Baltimore. Um, I was really glad to watch Jameer Gibbs finally get to do Jameer Gibbs things. He looked absolutely incredible running the ball. I I mean. He's such a good wide receiver, too, and such a good receiving threat as a running back. And I'm so glad that they finally decided to use him now. And he's fully, I mean, he's fully integrated into this offense. And just when David Montgomery's back, this is going to be. I'm curious to see how it's going to look with Monty and Gibbs on the same backfield. I hope they continue to use Jameer Gibbs the same way they have uh, Mm -hmm. with David Montgomery out. He's definitely looked at. Early when Montgomery was out, he looked like he was struggling being that type of running back that Montgomery is, where mm-hmm. you could just run him down the middle and you're going to get four to five well, yards. Yeah, that's not him. But that that's not him. But, I mean, he did end up doing that a lot of the times that's in this true. game against Las Vegas. And he showed Thanks. that he could that be man. that type of running back. And that's something that I uh, am really excited for, if he can be that type of guy where we can throw him outside and he's one of the most dynamic players, but you can also run him inside and he can get you four to five yards, which is something you look for in a running back. But yeah, I mean, this game was just pure dominance from Detroit as it should have been. It truly truly was. Las Las Vegas is not a very good team. um, And Detroit is doing what they should do and beating the teams that they need to beat and staying competitive in games that maybe the team's a little bit better than them besides of course the Baltimore game, but we don't talk about that. Um, yeah, going into the bye, this team, th- this division's already over. I'm, uh, I mean, yeah, we can pretty we much. can all admit it. I there Talk was about. obviously cause for I, we talked about it last week with the Vikings. They were getting really hot, and I I thought they could have definitely gave us a run for the division in the past couple weeks. But now they don't now that Kirk, now so. they don't have Kirk Cousins, who was really the difference maker for that team this season. And yeah, no Kirk Cousins. This team is just not the same. And so I I mean. This this game is how it should have been, and now I'm just glad that uh, in 10 weeks we can celebrate being NFC North champions. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the Lions comfortably locked up this division because you got Minnesota, who Cousins is out for the year. So, I mean, if Joshua Jobs, the rock and scientist, scientists can do anything and lead a, a miracle to win that division. I don't see I, it happening. I, I mean... You got the Bears and the Packers. He's got a lot of better anything. weapons than I, he did in Arizona. I have a lot of belief in Josh Dobbs. Not enough to take the NFC North away from him. Again, I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I, I with think him. they could be. I think they can be competitive. I I do like Josh Dobbs and what he's done this season so far, especially with that Arizona offense. It it it's. I think it's one. Of, it should be one of the worst, but he has sort of managed it into being to make them like they were. They were watchable offense. early on in the year. They're yeah. not watchable anymore. <laughs> right. No, it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, this is a division the Lions were expected to win and they're they're going to win and host a home playoff game for the first time since 1991 so also rest in peace to the Packers uh, great running back sh- or great quarterback streak it was about time it happened yeah. welcome you to the new Lions kingdom to see it because Jordan Love looks <laughs> so sad terrible I'm so I'm so <laughs> sad uh, yeah but under the trade deadline a lot of actually crazy moves that I mean look I mean it's not like baseball where you have a bunch of insane moves and elite players getting moved but Decent, a decent amount of good players got moved in this year's deadline. We're going to start off with Chase Young, uh, the former number two overall pick in the 2020 NFL draft. Got moved to San Francisco for a third round pick. And, you know, it makes a lot of sense for they, San Francisco here. You got Nick Bosa on oh one God. end. Oh, my God. Uh, Chase oh Young on the other end. God. That's going to wreck havoc. Just the rich on get richer. I mean, this is, a, this is an A plus trade for the 49ers. Yeah, for a, basically this is, a late round a late third round pick. I, I mean this is ba- this is he's going to play better than any other edge you would have drafted with that pick anyway. Exactly. So. And the one problem yeah. that this 49ers team has had outside of quarterback is that pressure from the other side of Nick Bosa. They yes. don't they didn't really have a good defensive end that was able to generate pressure and it was really just Bosa 
doing most of the pass rushing they, work they tried for to bring this team. In Randy Gregory to do that, and, and he it, couldn't. It, it didn't work out. So now they have Chase Young on this line with his former Ohio State teammate. I mean, this is this is uh, along with Eric Armstead, who's li- lining up inside too with this defensive line. This team is just. This defensive line is so disgusting yeah. now. It, this this could not have been a better trade for San Francisco. And the fact that they only had to give up a third-round pick for a guy who they can have for maybe another year or two if they decide to pick up his fifth-year mm-hmm. option. This is just—I I cannot believe they got away with this. Like, I, I don't know how the commanders decided this was a valuable trade. I was saying this to my friend before the trade deadline. I was telling him, you know what? I, I think Chase Young is going going to go to the Eagles because, of course, he's going to go to the Eagles. This is not that far off. <laughs> This is insane that I honestly, I remember in the NBA when they they vetoed the Chris Paul trade from him to the Lakers, the, the NFL should have stepped in because this is unfair. <laughs> you can't give Nick Boza that much help on the other side of it's, the line. It's, you can't give this roster Chase Young. I, It's, it's ridiculous. I, I mean. I think now they can really lean on that defense yes. to win them a lot more games than they could have. Uh, over the past couple of weeks, obviously the offense is. I I have enough faith in this offense to be able to put up enough points for this defense yeah, to just yeah, yeah. win them games. And I mean, that this is. I I'm really excited to see how this ends up going for San Francisco. I think this is gonna. It, this is like that McCaffrey trade they made next year, where I think they're just gonna. They're gonna just go on a run after this and maybe not lose another game. Possibly, yeah, it's, it's, honestly, that's possible. I don't know what their schedule looks like. It, it's a tough schedule. So, I will admit. So they, they really got to turn around, but yeah, I mean, yeah. to put have one one Ohio State Ohio State killer to line up another Ohio State killer on the other edge. It's it's, it's scary. Like it's good luck fair. the rest of the league. It's gonna be fun to watch on that defensive line that's already really good. So. Uh, on to Montez Sweat, who got moved for a second-round pick to the Bears, my Chicago Bears. Initially, my reaction was, wow, we actually gave up another second-round pick because how did the Chase Claypool trade work out? Montez Sweat but, is not Chase Claypool. Oh, no, yeah. True. I mean, oh, Montez Sweat makes this football team better. Um, he is in his last year of his deal. He's going to want a <laughs> lot of money. If Ryan Poles doesn't get a, the GM doesn't get a contract extension with him done, he should be fired on the spot because <laughs> the whole reason you traded for him was to get an extension mm-hmm. done and improve that line. So he's not just overall, a rental. I don't mind it. What were we gonna say? He's not just a rental for you guys. Like, like it's not like I hope like a, he's not. not. Like, no, it's like, it shouldn't be. It's not I, like you guys are in a position where like yeah, I don't think they're in position to make a run. I don't think they're in position to be having for the future. So yeah, definitely lock. Oh yeah, I agree. And you know, he's a solid player. He's not elite. He'll give you. a Nine, nine, I mean, he's having a good year this year, but he'll give you like nine and a half to ten sacks a year. Um, I liked it. I didn't really mind it. Um, I just, I hate giving up that, just giving up an early second round pick yeah. that's going to be, you know, that's going to be 34th, 35th. It's just, I don't, I didn't love it, but, you know, getting a guy like Montez Weather that's going to improve this defensive line that they desperately needed, I don't really mind it. So, I mean, yeah, what were you, what were you guys' reaction uh, to it? I mean, I, I, I agree. I hope you guys can end up extending Montez Sweat mm-hmm. and bringing him back for. It sounds like you guys the want reason to, why so you guys trade for so. him. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, I don't think it, it, it's a good move on the basis that the Bears have so much more they need to build up through the draft. That yes. I I think making this trade. This is- um, one less will actually end up being really beneficial because it is an upgrade for your guys' defensive line. And oh, if you guys can lock them up in a contract that's very team-friendly and can allow you guys to add more weapons onto this team possibly if you guys end up possibly drafting well, then, I mean, this could be a really great move. But yeah. this is something that we're going to kind of have to see how it looks in the future depending on yeah, how long he plays there and just if he's able to continue to play at the level of production that he has been playing yeah for sure it, it is it's harder to look at this this trade now when uh his other commander teammate got traded for less tr- capital and honestly i see chase young and sweat as at least when it comes to like production pretty much the same but no i mean montez sweat is a really good player um i know it, it was it's tough to give away those seconds but uh I mean, you're getting a known commodity here instead of maybe drafting somebody that has a chance to bust. Sure, yeah. he could be have a chance to be better than Montez, but honestly, probably not. So, yeah, yeah I, I like this trade for you guys. I, I also want to just – what what is Washington doing at this point? Uh, who knows? 
Like, I think they're just going what, to a full rebuild with what new ownership. Direction? I, I still I can't I could not tell you what direction I this team is going at would, this rate. What I would want them to do is just a fire sale, like kill the rest of the year. Uh I, I think Ron Rivera retires, yeah. Eric the enemy takes over, then you just go from there. I, I hope that's the case, but I, I mean looking at that roster the way it was, it just really seemed like they needed a couple more pieces in the secondary, maybe another running back or a dynamic offensive weapon mm-hmm. for Sam Howell, and maybe they could have been a legit team in the NFC. Who could have known? I mean, looking at their roster, it's it's not that bad, but I I just don't understand how they can't put it together. I mean, that definitely I think like comes down to coaching. Why do you don't like? Why do you not want to extend Chase Young nor Montez Sweat? It, it, Some of the, your best players on the entire team. It makes no sense. Make, I, I honestly, I can't understand what direction this team is going at. And I know it's new ownership now that they're under. And I guess they're just trying to get a new fresh start from the horrible, horrible Dan Snyder era. But that better, that's yeah. the best guess I can do. I still have no idea what yeah, this team we'll, is doing anymore. Hopefully, hopefully that leadership and management can turn that ship around because uh, it is looking <sighs> bad right now. <laughs> Horrible is an understatement because I mean some of the uh, some of the allegations that he went through, like oh, the scandals that he had under his wing, was incredible. So, and then I want to touch on two quick ones. Not like we touched on Leonard Williams. Get uh, the Seahawks gave up a second and a fifth for him. He's a good run stuffing guy that will help that interior of that Seahawks defensive line. So, I liked I like that a lot for them. I think he'll be good. And then Josh Dobbs. Um, you know, this is a guy, I mean, with Kirk Cousins out for the year, you bring in Josh Jobs. This is an experienced guy. He's not, you know, he's a career backup, but I think he can do, I wouldn't say I really great like things for Minnesota. I, 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 I was really about like to say, it. I really like he's this ne- He's never too. had this, like, level of um, weapons around him mm-hmm. ever. He, he came in with the Steelers. He didn't play. And like when he, when he came in, he had I guess he had weapons, but he was Mate, the third string. Yeah. He wasn't going to play. He, obviously, he had nothing close to this in Arizona. What did he have? Hollywood Brown, Michael Wilson, Ooh, like Rondell Moore. Yeah. Now he's going to have Jefferson when he comes back. Uh, Addison, Madison. Um, Cam Akers, uh, Alexander Madison, like you mentioned, uh, Hawkinson, KJ Osborne's a a really sleeper like wide receiver three. I really like this for for Josh Jobs. I think he can come in and we we mentioned it before in a weak NFC, and still try to bring this uh, Vikings team to maybe a playoff berth. I I agree, and especially for what they only had to give up to get a really I think what high they level have to give backup. up backup. It was just a six and a seventh. There you go. <laughs> that's all. You that's go. all Arizona needed to uh, trade away Josh Jobs. I mean, this is. Yeah, this is a great trade for the Vikings. It's just so unfortunate the situation that they had with Kirk Cousins being out for the season, mm-hmm. especially with the way their season was turning around so far in these last three weeks. But I mean, I think they made a really great move to yeah. still to contend for a playoff berth that they were, yeah. and I think they'll be able to stay in the same direction. Maybe I, I mean, it's going to be a little bit rockier, obviously, a little bit closer. For them making that playoff berth, but yeah, I I love this move for the Vikings, and I love that they're still trying to. Stay I'm, ha- I'm I'm really happy for Josh Dobbs. Like yeah. he he's yeah. a great guy. He was great in Pittsburgh. He was great in Arizona, on and off the field. And uh, now he gets a he deserves chance. this opportunity to really like if he succeeds here, like he he could be looked at as a legit like option for teams that need quarterbacks uh, in this upcoming offseason. So. Definitely. Yeah, good for Josh Jobs. No, yeah, it's. I'm interested to see how he does with all those weapons, and I think he, he'll do pretty well. I mean, we'll have to see. So, on to the pick'em. We got a loaded NFL slate in Week Nine. We're gonna start off with the Germany game. We got the Dolphins going, or yeah, Gol- Dolphins and Chiefs in Germany. Uh, 9:30 Eastern start. Uh, so you get to get up and watch a great matchup here. Chiefs are a two-point favorite. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs here. I think the Chiefs bounce back. I just, I the Dolphins, you know, you, you play you play the Eagles. You didn't look great against them. I know it's kind of a neutral game, but like, I just, I don't know. I mean, the Dolphins haven't played an elite team. When the Dolphins have played an elite team, they haven't looked great. So I'm gonna go with the Chiefs in a bounce back game. So give me the Chiefs. Um, yeah, Mike McDaniel still has not won a game uh, against teams yeah. who are above 500. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So give me the Chiefs. Until he can win a game against a team above 500. Yeah, I I have to agree with with the same sentiment as you guys. Uh, 
it's hard to pick the Dolphins to beat uh, a team like the Chiefs until they go out there and show that they can be a top-level team in the league. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really close because I agree. It's I don't know, like <laughs> this is such the an, Chiefs offense is struggling, but also the Miami defense is defense not that is good, not the, the best. So it's and then to watch what, what um, Kansas City's defense is going to try to game plan for Miami's offense would be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a really fun game. I mean, these two high-powered offenses should be a lot of fun. And then 1 o'clock slate, we got the Seahawks traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Ravens are a six-point favorite. You know, Oscar, you mentioned the Seahawks haven't really played a lot of teams. You know, I like this team a lot, but I'm actually I'm going to go Ravens here. The Ravens are red hot. Um, I think they get it done at home. I'm going to get take the Ravens minus the six. Um, I am going to take the Ravens to win, but I think Seattle is going to end up making it close. Um, I love what Seattle did on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, middle of the season, they ended up going and picking up Frank Clark, who's a very veteran pass rusher, very good guy to bring in on your team, and also traded for Leonard Williams, who's mm-hmm. one of the best run-stuffing defensive tackles in the NFL. Exactly. I think that was the one really big problem for that Seattle Seahawks team was that front seven, and they added two really big pieces to it that uh, helped them a lot. But again, I still don't think they've done enough for me yet to say that they can go toe-to-toe with a lot of high-powered offenses in the NFL. I think Baltimore is going to end up squeaking out on this one. Give me the Seattle Seahawks to cover, but I want the Rave- I think the Ravens are going to end up winning. Yeah, I agree with the Ravens winning sentiment, but I don't understand this line. I mean, six... It, that's way too big. This this is a lot. So uh, that's good to know that that, that this line is. I, I really like this line I, for I, the Seahawks. I understand here. it is because Lamar Jackson is seventeen and one against NFC teams as a starter. That's that yeah. is that. that that's I'm sure that plays that's a big a part thing. in it, but I still think the Seattle Seahawks defense is or just, team is too good to lose by more than six. Yeah, um, I I agree. I, I will take the Seahawks to cover here. So we got so myself and Oscar are going the Ravens. Jack has the Seahawks. Bears Saints. Eight and a half point favorites are the Saints of the Superdome. Uh Bears did not look good at all last Sunday night. Uh Bears have, fun fact, the Bears haven't won in New Orleans since I believe nineteen I think it was nineteen ninety eight or eighty nine wow, or ninety. Really? It's been a long time. Mm. Um I'm gonna go Woof. Saints here. This 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 Bears team is banged up, still no fields. Uh Bajant looked okay. It's just he didn't get a lot of help from his receiving core um, against the Chargers. So, you know, the, the Spurs team is just kind of in a flux right now. So I'm going to go Saints in this game. Saints aren't a great team, but I like them at home over a bad team. So give I, the Saints. I hate the fact that this game has playoff implications because this oh, is for the such the a Saints battle need, of the mid. That division because that division is anybody's. Right? They are tied for – I so think they're tied for first right now in the division. They might – do they? Oh, they don't. Yeah, they're is tied it, for first. It, right is now. it a three-way tie? <sighs> I don't know if who else. Uh, Buccaneers no. are four and three, and yeah. the Saints are and Falcons are tied. So. Oh, yes. okay. Because so, so the Buccaneers are leading because they played one last game. Uh, the Falcons are leading because they oh. both played equal games and are both four and four. I guess it's a, it's a tie on top. No, gotcha. they neither teams have played each other. But um, yeah, give me give me the Saints. Um. But I do expect the Bears to cover, though, because I think the Saints team sucks. So <laughs> give me the Bears to cover. I don't expect the Bears to cover. Give me the Saints to cover. Sorry, Oscar's Jay. got – so we're all taking the uh, – or Oscar's taking the, the Bears to cover, but the Saints to win. So yes. We're all taking the Saints to win. On to the Vikings and the Falcons. Uh, you know you know what? Uh, Falcons are four-point favorite. I'm taking the Vikings in this game outright. I think Josh Dobbs with his receiving core – I think they get on the Falcons. I don't like the I, I don't think the Falcons are a very good football team. I'm gonna take the Falcons or I'm gonna take the Vikings on the road here. So give me Minnesota with Josh Dobbs and then the new quarterback. So I don't want you know what? Give me a Taylor Heineke legacy game. Falcons are winning this one. Fair enough. I this? still think I still think for Josh Dobbs to be good, he's gonna need to have Justin Jefferson back. Uh Justin Jefferson is still not playing, so I don't think this team can be as good as I think it can. So give me the Falcons to win in yeah, a this, very ugly close game. We're getting a Josh Dobbs, Taylor Heineke quarterback <laughs> matchup in the year of our Lord 2023. Um, and again, this this game has big playoff implications. We're getting now into the into the stretch of the NFL where these games are starting to matter for the playoffs. Um, 
I mean, Taylor Heineke getting four. I know it's at home, but it's Taylor Heineke. So give me the Vikings to cover. <laughs> I mean, it's Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I mean, one of the best backups in the league. <laughs> he is better than Ritter. I do not. He like is better Ritter. than Ritter. That, Ritter's terrible. I, I I hate I hate the fact that Again, the NFL, that, that draft class to, is historically people bad. tried to boost yeah. Desmond Ritter and go like, oh, he's never lost at home. Well, he's not good at well, home either. So he's <laughs> watch him play. Yeah, watch he him sucks. play. I could I could be I could quarterback that team better than he could. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 an historically bad class, like you said. So the four twenty five slate, some very good games. Um, we're gonna start off with the Cowboys at the Eagles, a little NFC uh, East rivalry in this one. Eagles are a three point favorite at home. I'm gonna go Eagles. Um, you know, I I just I think I just I can't trust the Cowboys against these big opponents yet. I just I can't do it. So I'm gonna take the Eagles at home in this rivalry game. Um, yeah, this game's not going to be close. Uh, minus three, I think, is kind of disrespectful. Uh, we are at the point in the Cowboys cycle now where we are three to four weeks since their uh, last really bad game, and now they've just blown out their last opponent. So now people are like, oh, maybe the Cowboys are good again. Oh. And now they're going to go lay an egg in Philly and get blown out by 20 points. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles. I This hey. this Cowboys team is fake. Listen, the last time, they so their last loss against the Niners, that was a big matchup. He, People were like, oh, the Cowboys looking good, looking good. The week before the Niners matchup, they beat the Patriots by 35. So you are completely right there. Uh, I like your train of thought. Um, honestly, I was I was going to be like, honestly, I was going to say like, oh, I was thinking like a push here for three. It's going to be a close divisional matchup. Honestly, that swayed me. I, I gave me the Eagles to, to This game is going to get real ugly real quick. Um, I, I, I'm sorry. I just don't see this game like – I can't see it. Dak will fold it. under the Philadelphia pressure. The the brotherly shove will take them to victory. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean the uh, the brotherly shove. I mean, it's just it's just going to continue to be a factor. I mean, the, there's no way they're going to stop it. They failed it last week. They did. They, they fumbled. They, they, they failed I did, it once. I did see that. And uh, then Hertz fumbled. And then I think the next time they did it, it evolved where they faked the brotherly shove and they 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 snuck a, a, a they snuck a wide receiver behind him and like gave him the ball and they scored a touchdown off it. So. They're finding new ways yeah, to advance this play. it's evolving. This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> On to the Sunday night game. Bills at Bengals. This should be a really fun one. Um, I, I think this is easy for me. I'm going with the Bengals. The Bengals are peaking I think we're right now. Uh, and the, Beng- the Bills are kind of like, I won't say treading water, but they're just not looking great. Um, you barely beat the Bucks on Thursday night. Um, they're coming off a mini-buy, which is kind of nice, but I just, uh, the Bengals are peaking at a really good time right now, so I, I like the Bengals at home. Um, minus the two. Um, yeah, give me the Bengals. Um, this, uh, I have so many gripes with this Bills team. Uh, yeah. I'm not even gonna get started yeah, with it. I think this team is it. built horribly. Um, and we're really starting to see that this year. Horribly. With the way, I I don't like the way this team is constructed. I think if you have a quarterback like Josh Allen. And why are you not doing everything in your mind to support him? They have a mid-offensive line. They only have one legit offensive weapon in Stephon Diggs. Don't I, If someone tells me Gabe Davis is a legit offensive weapon, He's I'm not. going to throw a they shoe at them. Got he is not Christian legit. McCaffrey last year. They should have. They still have no running game, and they're paying all these players on defense just for them to get injured and not play for the rest of the season. Um, no, give me the Bills. Say, I, I think agree. they're. I or give me the Bengals. I'm sorry. I think the Bills are just. I think they're a fake good team. They're so inconsistent. They they yeah, they don't lean into Josh Allen, their best asset. Yeah, you're completely right. Um, I, I I'm going with the Bengals as well. Uh, honestly, this line could be seven, and I still would probably I'd still take probably the Bengals. Bengals. Yeah. See, I mean, we mentioned the Bills inconsistencies. Like, we don't know what team we're gonna get. May easily the Bills can go out and win this game by a touchdown or two. I mean, we just if don't Josh know which, Allen just comes out and just we don't know like, what Josh Allen sure. we're getting, yeah. which is a little scary. But I still like the Bengals a lot in this game. Uh, they're peaking right at a good time right now, so I will take the Bengals. Uh, Monday Night Football. This is kind of a stinker. We got Chargers at Jets. Chargers are three and a, half, a three and a half point favorite. How did this? Uh, how does this keep what, on happening? What's happening, guys? We, like. I, get, I Thursday night football. It was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers. That's why I get. You can still flex it out of the spot. I don't know. This is. God. I don't. Want, I'm not gonna. I might not watch this game. <laughs> it, this is Monday night, right? Yeah. This is Monday. I don't night, know what's right? going on on Monday night. Uh, I just schedule something because I don't. 
I'm taking that. I'm taking the Jets plus the three and a half. Maybe their defense could stifle. I I agree. Oh, I'm, I'm so taking the Jets and, and, and the Chargers have to travel across the country, which I think does play a little bit of a factor. I'll take the Jets. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I, both these teams are terrible. You guys are. You guys want to watch this game? Get ready for Jets Raiders oh, that did not get flexed out of Sunday God. Night Football. I think that's in like a few oh. weeks or something. Oh, but get ready God. get flexed out for next Thursday night. Panthers and Bears. Bears. Yeah, because they thought, oh, they yeah, looked at that and they're God. like, you know what? Yeah. This would be a great Thursday it. night football Give me game. Bryce Young versus probably Tyson Bajor. Millions that. of views on this game for sure. Bears Panthers. Oh, Bears Panthers. Oh, God. <laughs> we definitely need to do a pick them for that game. When <laughs> oh, yeah. It comes up. Oh, yeah. So um, but yeah, no, give me give me the Jets. Um, for I think this Jets defense is going to completely shut down the Chargers offense, and that's the only thing going good for the Chargers right now. Um, I think Zach Wilson's going to somehow do just enough on this Chargers defense because it is coached by Brendan Staley that they'll end up winning this yeah. game. Is there any way uh, Chargers can perform so bad they fire Brandon Staley now? <sighs> I if, think uh, if they, honestly, if, if Zach I, Wilson goes out there and throws for 400 yards on a Brandon Staley, honestly, I think defense, the fact with how bad their division is, I think there's. Still gonna, they're not gonna fire Brandon Staley to the end. Of I, th- the year. I thought they lost the Bears. He would have been fired. I I agree. He definitely would have if he dropped three it's, in a it's row. Pro- it's past that point now I, to fire coaches. At this rate, they're sitting at three and four. It they could very much well still squeak into the playoffs this year, especially with the they schedule could. that Who they knows? have coming up. I mean, I, they'll prop they may they may lose to the Lions, but they that game's at home Herbert, for them. So that's, they have he is a factor. Yeah. So I mean. That that's why I think Brendan Staley still has a job right now, but um, yeah, it's still fire Brendan Staley till it's backwards. Oh, I I agree. It's gonna be. I mean, I do think he gets fired, but I mean, this is kind of a a must. I would say a must win game for the Chargers, but they need to win this game if they're gonna have their playoff hopes extend. Because I mean, this is not a very good Jets team. Uh, you got a lot of talent in that Chargers offense, so we'll see how it goes. Three three and five going into playing yeah. the Detroit Lions too. That's a that might be a that's, death sentence. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> that that's might exactly. be a death sentence. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, so I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Pilot Week 9 edition. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Um, you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We should be back for next week for Week 10, which starts off with Bears-Panthers, which is going to be so much fun. <laughs> We're going to do a great pick for that. And, yeah, we got another great slate coming up next week. And, uh We'll, we'll make picks and we'll discuss the week nine slate of very good action. So for myself, Jada Costa, for Oscar Anderson, Jack David, this has been the Pylon Impact 8 FM. Have a great day, everyone.